Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about healing, and specifically deconstructive healing. Um, what I have noticed over the last um, couple years of my life the buzzword that is deconstruction now um, typically comes with a lot of negative feelings and emotions. Um, for anyone using that word, deconstruction is a hard thing. Um, but we don't talk about it as what it actually is. It is you, it, it is a version of healing. Um, you are taking a worldview that was handed to you that was broken um, and therefore... Or that you have now decided... Or that you have now decided is broken. Correct. You, you need to give the autonomy yeah. to it. Yeah, 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 you yeah for sure. You could continue to live in it. You chose to say that it was broken and break away from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have now decided that this no longer works and you now need to, to fix that. That's healing. Um, or that's the first. Step that's the first step in this in this healing process. Yeah. Um. I also think it is extremely important um, to talk about it. Um, as we've been talking about healing, we've been ta- talking about it as in three categories: of bodily, physical healing, spiritual healing, and emotional healing. Mm-hmm. Um. Deconstruction, I think, falls in the emotion and spiritual categories of healing. Um, because as, as you break down the, the worldview that you've been handed, this has been true for both of us, you uncover a massive amount of trauma that you had no idea was connected to this worldview. Um, right? It's definitely true for me. So, I mean, if you don't know my story, um, I grew up in church, baptized at like seven, I think, six or seven, something like that. Um, And at, I think like 15 or 16, decided I wanted to be a preacher. Like accepted a call to ministry, never wavered on it. Started dating my high school sweetheart when I was 17, my senior year of high school. She was 16. Um, we dated four years. Uh, grew up, we both, we went to the same church. Grew up Fundamental Baptist. Um, Ended up going to the same school. Yeah, Southern Baptist Convention, Baptist Church um, in Texas. Date for four years. I go to undergrad and my first master's degree at Houston Baptist. She's there doing her nursing degree. I am working full-time as a youth youth and associate pastor during this period. Uh, we get married seven years, uh, and it was during that time that I began deconstructing. Um, when I was at HBU and I started my graduate work, I began my deconstruction journey, uh, and that was in 2014, the fall of 2014. Um, and so 
in July of 2021, I separate from my wife. We've been married for six and six and a half years. Um, I separate from my wife. A month later, find out it's because she's cheating on me and leaving me for somebody else. Um, that broke me in some ways, and um, I realized that I was really unhealthy for a really long time. Um, now, looking back on it, because of the very conversation we're having, I might say for my entire life, um, I've been really unhealthy. I don't think I've ever met the healthy version of myself. Um, me either. And so I started trauma therapy in January of this year, and it was a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, the way in which it opened up processing of things I knew were present or that I was blocking out and the intersectionality of all of it, Yes, when you start deconstructing one thing, the intersectionality of the way your emotions and spiritual, specifically if you're deconstructing like religious traumas and things like that, like I got a lot of like religious um, trauma. I got a lot of purity culture trauma. I got a lot of courtship culture trauma. Um, I've got just massive amounts of religious trauma just oozing. Um, yeah, all, all of those things <coughs> are connected. There's an yeah. interconnect, interconnection, intersectionality to all of them in a very real and present way. Sure. And I mean, my story isn't too terribly much different, uh, minus like the marriage piece, um, grew up in a, the same kind of setting and with all of the same, same traumas from the church. Um, yeah. But what what ends up happening is, like, because it's your worldview, it's a part of who you are. Yeah, and so when you start to break off the pieces of that, it feels like part of your identity is going going away. Yeah. Um, So So as as you're unraveling the, if we can just call it what it is, the clusterfuck that is... That is this 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 religious trauma thing, or that's not really religious trauma, but this changing and like un- trying to understand your worldview better, and then understanding it doesn't work. And as you're unraveling that, you also start unraveling all of these things that you felt were a part of you, right? This the 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 purity culture thing, like oh my god, was that big for me and for a lot of other people I know Um, because like you've based your entire life around this honestly almost kind of pious thing that's oh I'm not going to have sex with anyone that I'm not married to Um, and you end up creating this like this image that you're you're um your worth is connected to your purity, your innocence. Yeah. yeah. And so when you overstep that, what happens? You break. Yeah. Or when you realize that this this idea no longer works, where does my worth come from now? Yeah. If my worth is not connected to my purity, yeah. my innocence, where is my worth coming from? Yeah. Um, that's why I think it's really important when you're going through deconstruction to one, talk about it as healing 
because it is healing. You're healing a broken worldview. But to do these two things together, to not only start to heal the, the, the spiritual side, the, the intellectual side, um, because deconstruction is also more than just like faithful deconstruction and like you can have, when you start doing one, you end up doing the others, yeah. but it, it is more than just like deconstructing theology. Yeah. Um, well, and to carry your purity culture metaphor yeah. for sure. Um, part of healing that is like, I know for me, right. I grew up in purity culture. I got married at 21 and 20 because I was not a virgin when I started dating my ex-wife and like we couldn't have sex because that's what the church said so for four years we didn't have sex and I guarantee you that the fact that we couldn't have sex led us to get married earlier than we would have Mm -hmm. and had we not I probably wouldn't have gotten married yeah um and so part of that is, is like on the other side of that is healing because like now I have this major pain and trauma mm-hmm. that happened because of my religious system and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the healing of that journey of rejecting purity culture is also healing those memories of how it harmed me and got me where I am and those pains, as well as going, how do I heal and build a new worldview of dating moving forward? Mm-hmm. What is that way? What if purity culture is not the answer? What is the actual like the actual ethic of Jesus? What yeah. is those boundaries? How should I be manifesting those sure. in an appropriate way? Like that is also the healing journey. Mm-hmm. For sure, absolutely it is. Um and so instead of talking about this as just like well here, maybe it's better worded this way. If you're deconstructing and don't have like some sort of emotional healing element to to your deconstruction as well, whether it's therapy or uh, some sort of support group or whatever, maybe it's like a covenant group or something. If you don't have some sort of emotional support system through deconstruction, you are leaving out a huge piece in honestly doing yourself a disservice i would say because you're just you're unraveling all these traumas and not touching them yeah um so if you're only handling this like intellectual side of deconstruction and forgetting the emotional side man we're 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 missing something here and when i realized that was actually about a couple months ago um, when I started my own therapy, um, and I realized that like, I have so much hurt and trauma that I didn't realize I had until I started deconstructing. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Um, and now, like, it actually got to the point after I started deconstructing and started, like, understanding where all of this pain and trauma is coming from. 
I hadn't stepped foot in like a traditional church since we started um, until like a couple weeks ago. I had not stepped foot in a traditional church in like two years. Yeah. Because there was so much pain and trauma there. And that's not okay. Yeah, that's me too. I stepped in one for a funeral. Um, and it was quite triggering. It was also the exact building where a mm. lot of my relu- my religious trauma stems from. Yeah. I was there for a funeral of someone that I yeah, deeply yeah, yeah. care about. I um, was actually talking about on like a Sunday morning for Sunday service. Oh, no, I could not. <laughs> yeah. I could not. I, nope, uh. I would, nope, uh-uh. Nope, I wouldn't even make it through announcements in the first song. I'd be out there real yeah. quick, fast, and in a hurry. It was it was a uh, it was a CBF church, um, so it was like very different. But like, I still found myself ready to attack. Super liturgical? Not super liturgical, but like they robe up. Uh, no. Okay. Actually, senior pastor, uh, she had COVID, so wasn't there. Um, Got it. Had uh, somebody else step in. A lot of CBF churches are quite liturgical, yeah. high church. They will robe up. Even there, yeah. there was definitely liturgical elements to it. They yeah, were ringing yeah. bells. It's because like they're giving over to ecumenicalism. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a whole thing. It, yeah. It's cool. Um, but when he started preaching, the guest guy started preaching. If he's a seminary student somewhere. I didn't ask. Um, I kept finding myself. Probably true it if it's a CBF church. They yeah. have a San Antonio campus. I, th- I was thinking it was true, yeah. um, but, like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I kept waiting for him to say something that was going to piss me off. <laughs> Did he? No. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was so ready just because I was sitting in chairs in church on Sunday morning. I was so ready and so prepared to feel attacked by something that this dude is saying. Even though I handpicked this church to not have that, right? Like I, w- I, I did all of the things that I could do to protect me and the person that I went with from that going to church on a Sunday morning, and still sitting there, I was ready to like get up and walk my happy ass out, yeah, right? Because like, easy. huh? It ain't that it easy. It ain't that easy. No, this whole idea of deconstructive healing is a long journey. And Mm -hmm. in the same way, right, Clayton is telling you an experience right now where he stepped into a church and uh, had all of these experiences. But I guarantee you that Clayton has moments, just like I do, as single men out in the world still battling with purity culture and lust and mm-hmm. you know all of those kinds of things and uh i guarantee you the way in which he thinks about dating and engaging in emotional relationships yeah. like all of those things it, it, it's very the hard intersectionality of these things and the way in which when you start deconstructing one they all begin to break down because you realize that when you give yourself over to a religious system a worldview you give your life over to that. And so, especially from early onset like we did, we build our entire lives around it. Mm-hmm. And so everything, when you begin to break them down, everything begins to change, right? Um, 
I mean, I hell, I changed the way I thought about my marriage, yeah. right? Like when you when you come to a place where you're like, well, if women can preach and there's really no different and they're mm-hmm. actually equal, well, then I got to get rid of that spiritual head of the household nonsense, mm-hmm. um, and we got to be actual equals. And so, oh wait, now I got to learn how to actually communicate in my marriage because my wife has equal say and she doesn't just have to do what I tell her to. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Yeah, all of you have to heal all of these things. All of these things are interconnected and interrelated. And that's why we say all the time, you need a therapist to help you do this. Yeah. Because you're breaking down very core beliefs that you think about yourself, that you think about the way the world exists. Mm-hmm. Um all of those things. Yeah, you have to do this in therapy. And you know, for some people, because I do think it's a spiritual element and I do think there's a emotional element to it. Yeah. But for some people, maybe you need to do this in spiritual direction. Yeah. Like, maybe you are a therapist, mm-hmm. and you don't need more therapy. Well, no. Therapists always need their own therapist. Well, of course, and that's why like, I said more therapy. Oh, more. Th- okay, fair yeah. enough. You don't need more therapy. You need a spiritual director. You yeah. need a spiritual expert Heard. to speak voice into that element of your healing. And and that's where it started for me, was sitting in these chairs on these podcasts, right, where I'm forced to ask all the hard questions. Yeah. Um, that's where I really started deconstructing. And, I, like, I've told my, my deconstruction story on this podcast before. Yeah. Um, you can go back and find both mine and Cullen's stories. They um, were old. They are old. They were old, and they're out of date because so much deconstruction yeah, has happened. Yeah, we, we probably need to update those, like yeah. do a deconstruction update. Um, but I started and stopped my deconstruction so many times and just didn't have the language for it. Yeah. Um, but like I am now in a place where I realize that as I am deconstructing and continuing to deconstruct. I am finding new traumas, new hurts yeah. um, at every step of the way. Um, and you kind of got to take them as they come and deal with them as they come. Yeah. And sometimes that actually means putting a pause on the intellectual side, the spiritual side of deconstruction to handle the emotional. Because if you continue to keep unraveling that clusterfuck. You're just adding more and more traumas to it that you're you're not dealing with. Yeah. Well, I also think part of it is and this would be this would be my plug for Brian Zahn's new book When Everything's on Fire. Um part of it I think is remembering that it's a journey of healing, that yep. deconstruction is a journey of healing. Um and part of doing that is making sure that you have time with Jesus for Jesus to speak words of healing into you. Yeah. Whether you mm. do that through scripture, whether you do that through prayer, whether you do that through contemplation, meditation, mm. some mixture of all, rule of life, Sabbath, but finding time for Jesus to speak words of healing into that journey alongside you. Because yeah. what we are all guilty of in this is deconstructing the intellectual part of this and trying to make sense of all the hurt that has been caused to us. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. 
that that in that journey we forget there is a very real God and a very real yeah. person of mm. Jesus yeah, that. that wants a relationship and to speak words of love and wholesome healing into you. Well, and also what what we end up doing if we're not dealing with the emotional piece, that hurt and that trauma continues to fester and get worse until you become the problem. Yeah. Like l- let's not let's not forget about this piece of like overcorrecting. Yeah. That was something that whenever I was sitting in this church because they are liturgical, they had a time of silent confession. And I was like, I haven't done one of these in a hot minute. I don't even know what I like how to do this anymore. Why do I not know how to do this anymore? I have overcorrected. Yeah. I've gone so far. Yeah. They like this thing that is actually great. This and that you have to practice. And that you have to practice. I don't know how to do this anymore. Yeah. God forgive me yeah. for overcorrecting. Yeah. Forgive me for forgetting the good pieces of the thing that I was raised with. Because of all of this bad crap connected to it, I have forgotten so much of the good and the beauty in it. And I have, I have become the problem. I have become so judgy about the judgy people. And that realization, that moment of confession, is deconstructive healing. Absolutely, it is. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.